Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's around the house. But as a professional, if I have a customer call me and say, hey, I've got a slow drain on my kitchen sink, I ask them immediately, did you put chemicals down? And here's why. I don't love them at all. Do they work? In my estimation, they don't really work uh, like as advertised uh, for most people. I'm sure that they do work here and there. There's I, I. I, I couldn't say, you know, because I haven't tested them extensively, but I've been involved with them a lot, right, over the yeah. years. And You're I ask the tools all the time, right? I yeah, I ask <laughs> because I have very expensive uh, tools that go down your drain to take care of that. I have cameras that cost you know ten thousand dollars, things like that. Mm-hmm. And I also have my own body that I'm very worried about. These chemicals are very dangerous. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House Show. This is where we talk about everything about your home every single week. Thanks for joining us today. I've got a buddy on here that we have been talking about this for, I don't know how many years. You've seen him out there as Mechanical Hub. He is on like the new build network. I don't know. Every time I turn on social media, he's out there. Eric Connie, welcome finally to Around the House, my friend. Thank you for having me. This is going to be fun. I'm looking man, forward to it. This is going to be great. This is great. And man, you just own that space out there and the plumbing mechanical. And I just absolutely love that. What's new out there, brother? I mean, you're doing everything. Oh, well, thank you. I don't know about owning it. <laughs> Just playing and having fun. <laughs> it's cool to share fun information. But yeah, it's it's been fun. Started on social media with Mechanical Hub stuff about 10 years ago. And it just seems like finally, you know, it's really paid off. Spending all that time posting those dumb videos or memes and things like that. And just sharing information to whoever wants to pay attention, I guess. Well, and that's awesome because, I mean, I was down there at Design and Construction Week and I sit down on the media table and I see you there and or I see your crew there and I'm like, man, he's got people. How cool is that? <laughs> oh, man, it's so it is actually cool. Thank you. <laughs> I think so, too. You know, it's so neat to to um, have built things up to a point where, <clears throat> you know, social media can be fun. It can be useful, but it's turned into a business for us because we've just been able to create partnerships all over the country, different industries to produce content that is hopefully professional and useful enough for an audience that we've built up. And yeah, there's kind of a, a little tiny crew. Like I'd call it that. <laughs> hey man, it's help is awesome. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. And I know the public out there doesn't see what it takes to put together like your social media content. I mean, you guys are always cranking out videos, but it's just not somebody standing around on the phone and, and plugging it in. You guys have a, a good size production going for even the simple stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It does. It takes a lot of time. Uh, we're, we're even expanding the crew because, you know, up until now it's always just been in-house. Like I've edited every video you've ever seen with my face or name on it, you know, things like that. 
And as we expand and we look at what we can do, what we, how we can share information, you know, everything we produce really is the intended for like the, the professional side of things. Sure. But, you know, we're ignoring an entire audience that, you know, has potential to, that we could possibly create a space with like DIY and sharing. Although there's a lot of crossover on, you know, because of social media, Sure, but we're not producing content specifically for like, Hey, um, Mr. And Mrs. Smith, you're going to do your bathroom. This is how me as a plumber would approach, you know, what I'm going to look at if you have us come out and, and give you a proposal on the project or something yeah. like that. No, totally. But it, it, the, you're right, though. The crossover gets out there so much. And and I actually love checking in with you to see what the latest plumbing tools are out there, whether or not I'm going to use them or not. You know, I'm always like, oh, cool. What's Milwaukee came out with? What's Rigid yeah. come out with? What's going on? Right. Isn't it crazy how like literally you, we I just posted a video the other day and it's a it's a full size drain cleaning machine like this is a professional multi-thousand dollar cost tool that is has been tested for you know a couple years now that's put out into the industry for the professional and it runs on a battery like right everything i don't i joked the other day because i was on a job site and the tile contractor accidentally he ruined one of his his cords that was plugged into his grinder and i joked to him i'm like Wait, what do you have that for? Your, gr- your grinder has a tail on it? What in the world is that? It, why don't you have a battery powered? And he's like, ah, oh, because I'm I'm never charging my batteries and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, he says, do you have a cord? And I, and I said, honestly, I'm no. not sure if I do. Or, so I went out to the van and I actually had a cord. It was still wrapped in its cardboard sleeve and, <laughs> and zip ties, right? from Right from like Home Depot or something that I bought it like two years ago. It was shoved under a, a box on a shelf. And like, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. the state of, of how we exist out on the job sites now. Like everything we do, if, it, if it's powered and it's related to plumbing and HVAC, it's probably cordless. And what's cool is, is, and people, there's a lot of people out there that are the haters of the battery world out there. I am definitely not one of them, but until you actually see it and test it, you really don't notice that that battery puts out more power because they can actually use the little computers inside to direct the amps to outperform what a plugged in tool is going to do. And it's amazing how they can do that. Yeah, they can make the most. So DC motors in general are smaller, Yep. Uh, they, they have more potential energy. And so the stored energy in a DC, you know, battery, like these lithium batteries, now there's some kind of new technology out there. I don't know anything about it. I don't remember what it's called, but like, there's just so much power available. And like you said, it's all about that electronic side of things because yep. electronics have been in tools, but mostly they're really just on off. Yeah. And now they're saying, you know, directing power and utilizing the battery to its fullest potential. Yeah, it's crazy. I think I saw that uh, new one you came out with. That was that uh, chain auger or whatever that thing was, that drain cleaner that was super cool that was battery powered. I'm like, how is that big battery? How's that thing running off a, you know, an M18 Milwaukee battery? Right, right. Well, we can thread pipe now. Uh, just today, I got uh, some information and some pictures. I haven't used it myself because it's not available yet. But for HVAC work, uh, which I do as well, sure. Like for mini split systems and stuff like that, they have a now have a battery powered vacuum pump for you know for 
for refrigerants. Down. Yeah. Yeah. And so like on a small system, if I'm just going to go out to your place, we're going to put a mini split in your garage and, you know, cause he was like, I can't use it for a studio or anything. We can do that job. We can do the whole install and then I can do like, none of it's going to require a cord. You know, it seems novel at the, at, at, you know, from the face of it, but a lot of people are interacting already on that post uh, on my Instagram saying, well, I, you know, that's not going to work for me and stuff. And I think if you just stop and think about every job we do, there's an application for something like this. Like it doesn't, sure. you know, just because you've done something a certain way for 20 years doesn't mean you've been doing it the right way for 20 years. Dude, you that's know? my so like- favorite line is what I've been doing it. <laughs> Let's talk about this for a second. Let's talk about the elephant in the room, the haters out there. The, yeah. I've been doing it this way for 30 years, and you just kind of yeah. have to in your head go, sorry, brother, you've been doing it wrong for 30 years. I but- know. I know. You know, another side of that coin, too, is like a lot of people, like I look back, so as a plumber, uh, in order to get my license and everything, I had to do an apprenticeship. Sure. And I have fond memories of the people that taught me, like, this trade. And I was so lucky to work for people that were so nice and like very smart and very skilled. And so looking back all these, you know, I've been a plumber for 25 years now. So a little while I look back (laughs) and I, I, like I said, fond memories of these guys and stuff. But like, if, if I were to learn now today that I would, I was taught something that incorrectly, like, let's just say it was wrong. And like, or there was just a a very much better way of doing it. Sure. I would have to look back all the way to the guy who taught me and think, Huh. I mean, I thought at the time it was right, but I guess maybe he was wrong. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, I get there's like it's it's like an emotional attachment to, well, I've done it for this way for so long. You know, what's wrong with that? And I think, I don't know, anytime somebody makes my job a little easier or a little safer or just like a little faster, but I didn't have to do anything more to achieve that. I think that isn't that a good thing, right? (laughs) It should be a good thing. And it's, oh yeah. I mean, I get like you do, you know, the bigger you get, the more haters you get out there. Right. I mean, it just seems like a scale. There's a percentage out there of those, of those people that always like to tear people down, but you know, it's, you would think though that, uh, that a lot of these people would look at it, like you said, just as something that would be positive of like, oh, cool. I have a shortcut in doing it better. This saves me time. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, like, look, you, (laughs) you could still, you know, pull out corded tools. Heck you could ride a horse to the job site, you know, like whatever, (laughs) whatever works for you. You know, like I, I stopped, uh, sweating copper pipe together about 20 years ago as a regular, you know, course, you know, as my, my go-to and we started pressing it. And for 20 years now we've proven on the job and every, literally every application you can think of that, something new actually was an improvement on what we were doing before, you know? And like, I think now, like if somebody came to me and said, well, I know you press that copper together and you've got that really nice tool and it's super easy. And like, it just has made your life kind of better as it regarding your job, you know, but what if I told you we had these torches and these flames and these (laughs) chemicals that are actually poison to your body. And, you know, you might get them on your hands and things like that. No big deal. You might inhale it. You know, don't worry. You'll be fine down, you know? Yeah. And, and yeah. And by the way, your customer's house literally could burn down from this whole thing. (laughs) Like, what if I told you we had that, would you give it a try? And like, so if you, if the turn the tables, right, Right. that's my point, right. You turn the tables and you think like, 
hey, you know, your car or your work truck is really nice, but what about a buggy? It's never, <laughs> it never runs out of gas. You know, like you're not going to get a flat tire because they're wood, you yeah. know, <laughs> like there's things like on that. the side of the road. So there's always fuel, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you think like, wow, you know, like, okay, I get this. This is not, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Does it, you know, <laughs> dude, great, great point. What do you think? Okay. Here's the loaded question of the day. What do you think about shark bite fittings? Oh man. I feel like every, I feel like I got to stop telling people I'm a plumber. Cause then they stop asking me this question. I know, but here's I, my I, deal, right? Yeah. yeah okay. you, you and I probably have a lot of the same feelings here, but I always ask that question, man. Well, so I'm, I'm a, I can be, I'm a little pragmatic when it comes to stuff like actual materials and things like I like to learn about it. And sure. And I, I trust the science. Right. So like, I'm one of those guys I'm like, okay, well they've created all these standards and like, literally like the code that I work under has built on these like scientific tests and proving things are, you know, perform under a certain standard and that yeah. was a you know established and things like that. So I trust that because who am I to say that those standards aren't, you know, <laughs> that they don't hold up or, you know, aren't, aren't proving products left and right and haven't for decades and decades. So that said, I look at a push to connect, right? That, yep. That's, you know, shark bites a brand, but I look at those fittings and I think, wow, you know, they actually, if you compare them to like a copper sweat fitting, for example, yep. they have the same ratings and they can be used exactly the same way. And I think, yep. well, I mean, I don't know how to argue that I'm not, uh, engineer, you know, like, yeah. I don't, I didn't do the test or, you know, but they passed, they passed the same test that a copper sweat fitting passed. Mm -hmm. And so to me, it's like, well, real, like literally they're okay. Right. Yeah. And, and then just, you know, my opinion on it, uh, like just personally, I think, yeah, they've got their place They're, yeah. You know, it, it, as a homeowner, do they look attractive? They sure do because you don't have any special tools to install yeah. them as a contractor. You know, They're would expensive. I put them in for, well, yeah. Would I put them in for my customer? And I think, well, probably not simply because of the cost in certain yeah. situations I have used them. Sure. Uh, maybe they're going to remain like totally serviceable. And if, if I was at all worried, they weren't going to last a lifetime, but if I install them right, they're probably just fine based off of that whole standards, you know, testing yeah. and certification. But, um, I'm, you know, I'm not on the fence. Look, they, they work. I'll admit yeah. that there's no doubt about it. Yeah. The failures I see are typically like outside of their application intention, or yeah, somebody I've just didn't two. install them. I've right. had two that I witnessed that were on remodel projects where we were done with like big basement remodels and stuff. Yep. And this was five or six years ago, probably maybe even seven years ago. And it was about 140 grand in damage. But what had happened Ooh. was it slid off where they came from CPVC into packs and it slid off the CPVC. Now the insurance yeah. company started to say, oh, it wasn't installed right went after the plumber and the plum they went and actually did the lab work and looked at it and they could see where it had slid off and it was actually in there correctly when they got it into the microscope basically but yeah. it had just basically slid off the plastic pipe yeah well so and again like kind of going back to like as a plumber i look at it and go well i i'm not gonna worry like on cpvc right that exact product yeah 
solvent weld fittings are probably, in my opinion, are the ones to use, right? Yep. Like you can technically use like compression fittings on CPVC and it works. They make fitting, you know, they make valves yeah. and stuff like that. And I think, I mean, yeah, it it's there. It met all this, you know, the, the tests and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I think honestly, like I said about the push to connect stuff, they have their place. Are sure. they... Are they my go-to as a contractor? No, they're not. No, no. Yeah, and I mean, as a homeowner, I totally get, and you know, the, uh, they have a great application in a spot where you're in a really tight spot where you can't get a torch in there really easy, and it's, you know, you're doing a remodel, and man, they got that pipe just right up against the sill yep. plate and the corner there where you're just really, you know, if you're going to sweat something on there, that could be a problem. But for you in that situation, you just go pro press at that point, right? You oh, just yeah. press it on. So it's so much yeah. easier. Yeah. Yeah. I, every time I have to find my torch on my van, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> where do I, did I leave that at the last? I'm like, where is it? You know, <laughs> like I had to find for my little hand torch, something that's like a really common tool for a plumber. Yeah. Uh, I actually had to build a pack out box like for my torch. And here's yeah. why. So I knew where my torch was because <laughs> I'm like, I, I would set it in this box or that box and it might get brought back to the shop, set on the floor, another box stacked on top of it. And then I'd be on a job and I'd be like, I need my torch and I don't know where it is, you know, because yeah. I don't use it regularly. It's pretty yeah, crazy. Course. Things are way different in 2023, like in the plumbing and HVAC industry because of the fittings we're using. It's becoming more and more common. The stuff that is engineered literally to be as reliable but take a lot of the labor away that's what it that's what it comes down to there's safety and kind of labor built into a lot of these innovations which is great because that eventually goes into one keeping the plumber in business or the you know the uh mechanical person in in business as well as trying to keep the cost down for the consumer i mean if you're sitting there and you think about it if you had to go in and put in eight fittings of like copper half inch and yep. you're in there sweating that all together versus you grabbing the pro press. It's not close. No, it's it's minutes versus an hour or something like that. And and ultimately, like even with threaded pipe and gas piping and steam and water and you name it, uh, iron pipe systems, we press together now instead of threading a lot of times. I mean, it's becoming almost more common to see that technology used on the on the construction site, on renovation, I do a ton of remodel work, uh, small, very light commercial work or a lot of residential and a lot of boiler systems in what I do. Yeah. So like the the amount of time we save and in the production, you, the what you can get done in a day versus something that used to take two or three days and the, the customers are benefiting from it. A big thing for me has always been like people ask me like, well, why do you press this stuff? And I think to myself, like, I'm in the service industry. Like, I possess a set of skills and I've invested in a truck full of the tools and materials to to make those skills work for my my intended client. And what they are not in is they're not into taking time off work and having their house smell like a dumpster fire. And because, you know, I'm trying to put stuff together in their basement and get their heat back up and running or something like that. What they are into is being inconvenienced the least amount, mm-hmm. you know, for the shortest amount of time, because they, you know, if I stay there any longer, like they're going to have to call somebody to go get their kid from daycare and all this stuff. Right. Yeah. Life. And yeah. And 
my customers trust me to have the skill and the and the know-how to do this stuff they they're not asking me like are you going to press that copper together or are you going to sweat it nobody, nobody has ever asked me that <laughs> never in 20 years like oh i want it this way and i think well uh, then i guess if you if somebody said that to me i would have to say like well then i guess i'll do it that way and it's going to cost us much more you know yeah. like yeah and so yeah ultimately things have changed and people over, you know, we talked about social media and stuff and people love to hate on it. And usually oh. it comes down to people have not tried it. And yeah. so they're not, they're not experienced with it. And then they, you know, they often change their tune once they try it out. A lot of homeowners would be the same way. Like if they had access to a press tool, they wouldn't look at the fittings thinking, oh, those fittings are so expensive. They would look at them like, wow, that was so much faster. You know, and, yeah, clean and that's, I and mean, easy. literally, that's half the cost of a plumbing job is is the faster part of it. The efficiency. Yeah. Right. I mean, you got yeah. you got materials and you got labor. And many times those are somewhat equal on a project. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that's yeah. kind of how that works. Well, and, you know, you, you hit on it earlier, you know, keeps keeping us in business or whatever. Look, ultimately, there's there's this as a as a real issue. It's hard to get people interested in taking a job in this industry. In no any trade related industry. And so if we have less people, but there's more work, we need products that are going to allow us to do these jobs faster. Let's just be level headed about that. Yeah. You don't you don't have to love that situation. Nobody does, but that's a reality. And so if we're talking about, you know, shark bites or whatever it is, yeah. if it if it does the job faster and we can trust it then we have to consider that as, you know, the reality is, is that's kind of our only option at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, I wanted to ask you this because this is one of my pet peeves and I talk about it. I haven't talked about it for a while, so it's good to hit. As a plumber, what do you think of drain cleaners? Like the chemicals? Like the go to the grocery store, hardware store and pour it down and try to clear uh. the drain. Well, so we offer, so at Ani Plumbing and Heating, I offer drain cleaning. I don't advertise that, but it is, yep. it is a great addition to the business, very profitable yeah. side of this trade. And it, it's very, um, you know, from a business standpoint, it's, it, it's, you can expand quickly if you want to get into that industry. Right. Yeah. But as a professional, if I have a customer call me and say, Hey, I've got a slow drain on my kitchen sink. I ask them immediately, did you put chemicals down? And here's why. I don't love them at all. Do yep. they work? In my estimation, they don't really work uh, like Agreed. as advertised uh, for most people. I'm sure that they do work here and there. There's, I, yeah. I, I, I couldn't say, you know, because I haven't tested them extensively, but I've been involved with them a lot, right, over the yeah. years. And I ask the tools all the time, right? I, yeah, I ask because I have very expensive uh, tools that go down your drain to take care of that. I have cameras that cost, you know, $10,000, things like that. Mm -hmm. And I also have my own body that I'm very worried about. These chemicals are very dangerous. Like, nasty. honestly, they are truly dangerous. They're yeah. nasty stuff. And I don't want it on my skin. I don't want it on my clothing. I don't want it on my tools because it, all of these things can be affected, you know, adversely from it. So, like, I actually charge people like I tell them, like, if you, you know, if it, I'll just tell, I don't, I've never really done this, but I'll tell yeah. people on the phone, like, Hey, don't put Drano down there, whatever. Yeah. Maybe I should name the brand. No, that's okay. Don't I, put I'll that chemical it. down the, yeah. yeah. Don't put the, that chemical down there. I'm going to charge you more if you do, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
it, it sounds silly, but it's, it, it, I don't know what to do as a service provider other than to try to tell people like, I don't recommend it. You don't know me. You just called me five seconds ago, but yep. like, I would not recommend that. And here's why, you know, especially older homes, things like that. I've seen them eat through the pipe. Oh man. How many, how many residential, you know, vanity chrome P traps have holes in the bottom of them because people were throwing that in every, every four months instead of taking 15 minutes to clean out the trap. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you reach down there as a, you know, you finally get called in and because there's water on the base of the cabinet and they're like, we finally had to get this fixed. And I go, I reach down there to like loosen a nut and the whole thing just crumbles, you know? Yeah. And it's not because it was old. It's because of those things like those chemicals and whatnot. Yeah. It's just not good. It's, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, I think it's one thing to to throw some of the the you know enzyme sewer cleaner down there to keep your main line clean. Some of those things, sure, where it's not dangerous. The green options, I think, you're not hurting anything with that. It might not work either, but it's not the chemical that you're seeing. Where man, just all I say is just read the side of the bucket when you buy it and see if yeah. you want to put that on your breakfast cereal or not. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I mean if if. <laughs> there's more warnings than there is directions on the back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's be real here. You yeah. know, like, it, yeah, everybody knows that drinking alcohol isn't like good for your body. Yeah. Right. We, we, we've gotten to the point in, you know, society <laughs> that we can say that with confidence, yeah. but like, you don't want to be drinking that stuff or no. would you just like willy nilly let it lay around and you got kids in the house. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not yeah. good stuff. Yeah. And then you knock it over in the cabinet down below, or it's down in some other place where you don't want it. And, you know, it's just not good to have around the house at any, any time, you know, for that. And it's exactly when, when you have to go take it, when you can't throw it in the trash and you have to take it to hazmat, maybe it's not something you should bring home from the grocery store. I'll just say it that way. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> so man, you know, you have your podcast, which I want to talk about as well, because, you know, we've got millions of people out there over a million that I know of, of, the trade jobs, just opening in trade jobs out there. And you just touched on it a minute ago of, of trying to be more efficient with our workers out there, but we are not gaining on this problem. And you've got your podcast, man, which is a great resource for people out there. Let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah, thanks. It's uh, we stream it everywhere as an audio podcast and we're getting into video. It's called Make Trades Great Again. It's not political. I named it that yep. on purpose a couple of years ago when we started this up <laughs> yep. to get people to look at it, you know, uh, and no political affiliation with any major presidential campaign or anything like that. Exactly. Okay. Uh, and the intention is, is it's two plumbers, myself and a, a very, you know, my best friend, he's a plumber over in, in Missoula, Montana, Andy Mickelson. And the two of us talk about trades in general. We have guests on the show every once in a while, but our main uh, focus is just being professional, uh, helping people, especially like us that are small, small, maybe starting out, uh, Think about resources that are out there. Think about processes to put in place on how to run their business a little bit more efficiently and better because they've got less, everybody's got less resources now, right? We've got less yep. time. We've got less people to come help us, come work for us, things like that. And we want to try to help people be the best they can at what they do. And so we talk about, Andy and I talk about uh, how we run our business, how we get through our week. And it's a neat, uh, it, in my opinion, it's neat because Andy has four employees and I have none. 
And yeah. so we, and we do very much the same kind of work and, but we have a different outlook on maybe how to approach problems that come up or how to deal with scheduling conflicts or how to like, we, we talk about the software we use to run our businesses, things like that. And it's hopefully just helpful to people who are thinking about maybe self-employment or who are going through these kinds of struggles and growth and, 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 uh, similar experiences. Mm-hmm. themselves and so we just kind of try to frame it like that nice man nice so speaking of the trades if you had somebody walk into the room right now and go hey i just got out of high school think about going to college i think i might want to be a plumber what's the advice you would give that person i just ask them like truly like the the real basics of the conversation would start out like hey do you when you uh on the weekend and your maybe your neighbor or your parents or something needed you to do something, you know, help them with some physical labor and stuff. Like, did you dread doing jobs like that? Or did it seem like, yeah, this is cool. I don't mind mowing the lawn. And we built that shed in the backyard. And like, if you can kind of coax that thought process and, and conversation out of somebody and just ask them like, look, this is not, uh, a maybe somebody's dream job, but other people might think like, I really enjoy getting up early, going and working physical. Like that's really the kind of the first qualification. And then you can really see where people's potentials are as a, once they get into the workspace, like some people are just going to be your manual labor. And some people are going to be very technical thinking and problem solvers and stuff like that. That's kind of step two. I tell people all the time, like, look, if you think that you know, labor, like really working for a day. And maybe you're on a construction site where you're going to be sweaty and dirty and maybe kind of gross by the end of the day. If that doesn't immediately turn you off and it seems like you might actually find that enjoyable and that you'll be learning and creating, you know, building on skills. Like if that kind of thought doesn't turn you away, then, you know, you should give it a shot. I tell people all the time. And then people always ask about money. And I think, well, I'll tell you a little bit about money and working in the trades. Right. If you pick the right one, (laughs) you're going to go through this being taught some very valuable life skills. Mm -hmm. You will become uh, very valuable not only to yourself as you maybe you become a homeowner or something like that, but you're going to become very marketable in an industry that is, we've already said it multiple times a day, short on you know, workers. And so that you will be, you will be compensated handsomely. And, you know, look, college is not for everyone, but it is, we, we need people to go to college. We need them to, however, they're going to get through that experience, whether they can self finance or they're going to take loans. In most cases, a trade job, like a skilled trade job, plumber, electrician, HVAC tech, things like that are going to be able to get through their training portion, whether it's an apprenticeship or whatever, debt-free. And there might be some money involved, uh, you know, transactions to, you know, invest in some schooling, things like that. Yeah. But you're going to work starting kind of pretty much usually day one. And if that's something that somebody's interested in, then we start talking about money too. Because like, look, I know in the Twin Cities here, I don't know if you ever talk about money on your podcast. Absolutely, <laughs> man. Money's 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 part of the deal, man. And it's it's part of life, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, so like, look, a, a, a licensed plumber in the state of Minnesota working in the Twin Cities, their average are going to be like $65,000 to $100,000 a year. Like Solid. that's, 
that's and they're going to have built up to that point after a few years and of training, you know, apprenticeship, things like that. And I tell you what, that's that's a lot of money, especially dual income homes. You know, that's going to be a typically a breadwinner yeah. uh, wage salary. You know, if you look at it, a national average, that's a that's a high level of wages. And, you know, you didn't have to go to college for it. Yeah. And that's the thing I, I really talk about in this show a lot with with colleges. You know, college is not for everybody, like you said, but to me, the tragedy is somebody going out and spending 60, 80,000 bucks on a college education and going, holy smokes, me sitting in the cubicle all day isn't my deal. And then turn around and be a really qualified, skilled plumber, electrician, you know, mechanical person. And that to me is the tragedy of, man, you just wasted a bunch of money. And I mean, you can use it in life, but it's, you didn't need to have to go through four years of that to get where you are today. Yeah. And you know, Hey, look, not to prolong, you know, not to drag it on, but I know people that have went through an apprenticeship and become light, you know, a licensed electrician or whatever, and then went to college. Like, look, there's, we all decide too, as we mature, what, you know, what we're doing right now, we might decide isn't going to be best for us five years from now or whatever. We might change our plans, but you're right. You know, that person coming out of high school, that's a tough decision to make when you're 17, 18, 19 (sighs) years old. That's really really hard. And I wish people, if anybody has kids that age or you're around kids, or if you are, if you're listening to this, honestly, find somebody in both, you know, as a tradesperson, just somebody you can talk to and ask them like what they think. There's a lot of varied opinions out there, but you know, I'll be honest, I'm lucky uh, in that, you know, 25 years ago, I decided to leave college. I was an engineering student at the University of Minnesota nice. uh, because high school and schooling at the time was, it wasn't hard for me. Yeah. And I was just doing what everybody said, you know, Hey, you should go to college. Probably a lot of that came from my parents thinking like, you're a good student. You should keep, you know, sure. maybe yeah. better than they were, you know? And so like, they were like, take advantage of it, go to college. They wanted me to do better. And Nothing because neither... Well, but neither one of them were college graduates. So it was, you know, they looked at it as the right thing to do. I dropped out a year later and I became a plumbing apprentice and they probably are like, well, okay, let's see how this goes. And it's turned out really well. But the thing, my point is this, I'm really, really lucky. I love my job. I love it. I truly, do I love everything about my job? Heck no, nobody Nobody does. does. (laughs) You know, nobody does. I don't care what you do. There is something that you could tell me you don't like, but but uh, I go to bed thinking I had a good day and I wake up the next day and I don't, you know, begrudge. Like, I don't like I'm not thinking like, oh, my gosh, I got to do this again. So yeah. that's pretty good. You know, after all these years, it's living well, my friend, that's living yeah. well. I love it. So what are you seeing out there in the in the HVAC world out there? We talked a lot about plumbing and you do a lot of mechanical stuff. I mean, yep. it seems that the world is changing out there when it comes to heat pumps and other stuff out there, especially with all these rebates and you know everything is getting more technical as the day goes on yeah absolutely it's it's actually pretty exciting uh and it's 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 a very interesting time in that industry so uh as i expand what i'm offering to my customers i it's it's requiring me to do a lot more training uh stuff that i just i'm working with new products all the time i've been doing this for a number of years but now we're looking at like the electrification of everything, right? Right. And look, it doesn't really matter what anybody thinks about that politically or, you know, 
any, whatever your ideals and however you might look at that, you don't have to agree with it. Nothing. It's happening. And yeah. as a tradesperson, like I got to, in a, in a business owner, I have to be in front of the ball mm-hmm. or I'm going to be pushing that ball uphill and it's, it's going to become a boulder and I'm going to be, you know, it's just whatever analogy I can come up with metaphor, I am going to be buried by it if I don't stay in front of it. And so like, it's pretty crazy. Like we were at the builder show and you were talking about, and just the, the amount of product on display that is born of this, you know, we're, we're going away from fossil fuels Mm -hmm. uh, in pretty much every application you can think of if it's heating or cooling or if it involves water, uh, you, you name it, right? If it's a conditioned space, whatever, however you interact with your home or your office or your building, uh, it's being, you know, the, the appliances we use today are, they look very much different than the appliances we're using tomorrow. And so, and they're operating different and they're going to take different skill sets and things like that. So it's, it's, it's cool. It's yeah. interesting. It's really just a big boom right now. Mm-hmm. The training, the heat pumps, like my gosh, if we go to a trade show and we look at the products, like I said a second ago, like it, the, everybody's got a new heat pump and yep. here's what we use for a refrigerant system. And here's what we use and ours is better. And it's like, wow, like who are you going to hit your wagon to here on you? Like you got to maybe learn a technology, kind of hope that you can stick with it kind of thing. But you, you know, it's going to yeah. be, it's going to be to the benefit. Of a lot of people uh, in older, less efficient systems in their homes and stuff. This is an opportunity too to upgrade equipment. Yeah, it is. Like you brought up. Yeah. You brought up uh, rebates. There's going to be a lot of incentive regardless of where that money's coming from to upgrade equipment and with something that is going to be hopefully, you know, designed right for your place, but it, yeah. the technology is going to be better. There's for sure. Oh, I'm the first person not to be, and I'm, I'm not anti-gas at all, you know, I, but I, you know, I don't go out and f- wave anybody's flag either, but one of the smartest things I did in my home was change from my 40 gallon gas water heater to an 80 gallon electric heat pump water heater. And yep. dude, that saves me so much money every single year yeah yeah but you know water heating is one thing i've been a proponent of tankless water heaters forever i've been installing them for two decades with tremendous success my my customers refer me all the time because they're happy with their their water situation at their home yeah uh now i also live in a very cold climate and so there's there's a little pushback on the on the heat pump stuff at times. Um, but I think people just have to understand the technology a little bit better mm-hmm. and then look for heating and cooling, like especially where you live. Oh my gosh. Like you, you guys have such a great climate for heat pump, uh, technology. Oh, it's perfect. When for that, it comes, right? Yeah. When it comes to heating, uh, and especially, you know, you, you have a need for cooling for, you know, half the year, at least I would imagine. Yeah. And so, like your climate zone lends perfectly to this tech, this technology where I live in Minnesota. I think we're going to see, uh, there's going to be more hybrid systems. These sure. heat pumps are, they are able to operate at really very low outdoor temperatures, but, and they're improving that technology. Different refrigerants are going to kind of open that up a little bit more, but, um, as far as what's available today and proven and what is in stock and being shipped, things like that. Uh, because believe it or not, we're still kind of climbing out of that, that whole, you know, uh, 
the the materials shortages things like that when it comes yeah, to our it's industry not over yet, man it's not it's over not yet. completely yeah and yep. so what what's available now is a little on the edge of being able to handle like our our heating loads here in minnesota stuff like that yeah. but it'll change it's getting better absolutely yeah it's getting better and that's the cool part i mean think about where it was i mean my parents put a heat pump in jeez 35 years ago in eastern washington oh, yeah. and I always remembered my mom walking by when that emergency heat red light was on going, oh, my gosh, there goes my power bill. But, <laughs> you know, it, it, technology has changed so much on a lot of that stuff. And, and man, yeah. there are some rebates, whether you like it or not, out of that, uh, that bill that went through this last year. We don't talk politics here, but uh, yep. one of the things that, that it's an opportunity for homeowners out there and even contractors is some of, that, uh, some of those rebates out there that are going to put money. You know, you can use somebody else's money to help pay for that bill for that uh, new equipment in heat pump technology. Yeah, absolutely. No politics at all on this statement. As a business owner, uh, they the rebates exist and they are going to drive business to me. And my customers want a product that I can install for them. And if they're going to get money back and that's their motivation, that's great. Uh, honestly, I think it's really good for businesses like mine and, uh, and other you know larger business. It's going to drive a lot of dollars being spent out into the market um and again it none of this is to me has been political or anything like that i just look at it like an opportunity and as a small business owner having done this you know i hung my shingle in 2005 and i said i did i do this you know i do plumbing i do heating and i better back that up like i said a minute ago like if i don't get in front of this all these changes and the new technologies and the Everything like that. I've been working on it for a couple of years already because it's not. We knew this was coming. Um, if I don't get in in front of that as a business owner, I'm going to fail. Uh, so I I think it's great personally overall. Yeah, it's it's smart and quite frankly, they're doing this. And I think one of the reasons is one, it's it's good for saving people money, but it's going to free up some uh, you know power to the power grid. If you put more efficient stuff in there, that's going to give more you know, available electricity for other things. So you don't have those blackouts in California as much and, and some of those other power issues that we're running into because we're going to be using more electricity, not less. Yeah, I think a lot of people that are opponents of it, uh, some of those people are probably just not understanding the severity of the situation when it comes to the grid and things like that. Yeah. I know I'm insulated from it here in Minnesota. Like, I sure. don't know what a brownout or blackout looks. I don't even... Just yeah. whatever the nightly news told me, like, I don't know anything about it. I have because I haven't experienced it. That's what I mean. And yeah, and yeah, as an industry, as a country, look, this isn't just us either. Canada has been putting these this technology and mandating it into construction for a little while. Uh, does it make it right? No, I'm just saying like it's it's a fact. It's happening all over the world. Yeah. And uh, for the first time, I think in the United States, we're being told like we have to do this and people are pushing back. I get it. Totally get it. Us Americans don't like to be told what to do. It's just kind of in our <laughs> culture. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the, there's nowhere else to secede from. Like, we're not going to secede from the U- United States. Like, we colonized uh, <laughs> however many years ago, right? Yep. Like, there's no other. Place there's nowhere else for us to go now. Yeah. There's no. We don't have a, a new land to take yep. over. And hey, Elon, and, and, when uh, we're going to Mars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's our that's our secession plan. So, like, yeah, if you don't like being told, uh, I'm sorry, but there's no king or queen to leave here and go start anew. (laughs) 
<laughs> a little history on the on the around the house. <laughs> See, we just we just took that right back around. I love it. <laughs> so, brother, you know, one of the things too that I I just want to get here is, and just kind of wrap a bow around this part of it is just I really want people, parents out there with kids, to really take a hard look on the trades for people because you and I both wave this flag a lot, and I just think that there are so many opportunities out there. And uh, I want to just touch base one more time on what you were saying is, is ask around parents, make sure that you're getting your kid headed the right direction, you know, and some kids are great for the trade. Some, man, they're going to be out there being the next doctor, the next bioscientist. And you know something, colleges are wonderful for that. But I think yeah. we need to do a better job in our schools of, of sending kids down the right path. I mean, Great example. I was at an event, she's 10 years ago here at a Portland public school thing. And the principal gets up there and says, remember kids? And there was a bunch of trades and there was trades day. And they went, hey, uh, make sure if you don't do good, you're going to be this plumber over here. And then uh. the plumber gets up and goes, by the way, kids, if you want to be a plumber, you can make more than your principal does. Yeah. yeah. And it was pretty funny, but it's we've got a lot of attitude still to shift out there with, with we do. In the education world still to this day. Yeah, we do. And you know what? I'll tell you what the business owners, the, if, if, if entrepreneurship is at all attractive to a kid who's 18, like, look, I know it's maybe not top of mind. Right. Yep. But if you want to look at being your own boss, you want to be in, you want to become independently wealthy uh, in whatever that means to you. You you want to, you want to have the freedoms of taking the weekends off, uh, eventually, you know, if yeah. you play your cards, right. Things like that. If you want to, if you want to have, you know, your make your own schedule, have that boat, maybe have that cottage or cabin, whatever it is that you want as a, as a young person, you look to people maybe around you in your life and you think, I want that. I can tell you right now, in a lot of cases, looking at a job in the trades will get you that. If that's yep. your motivation, the money's there. The money is there. The respect is there. As parents, we need to remember, we need to put into perspective these colleges and universities, these doctor's offices, the buildings that you walk into, you go to the grocery store or you have somebody deliver yourself. That came from a place that is supported, exists, and will continue to operate because of people that are in the trades. And so it is an absolute necessity it's just it's just too bad maybe hollywood has done a good job at you know making you know having people look down on you know blue collar jobs but the majority of this country is run by people that are in you know blue collar work just yep. it, that's a fact you can't dispute that and uh you know let's look at jobs that might really help our kids succeed and we should be very proud of them for that Absolutely. And if they want to take those community college classes on business and stuff like that, you can use that as well, especially if you're going to be out there, you know, and I told this to my kid as well. It's like, Hey, I know you don't know what you want to do. And that's so many kids in that age do it. When in doubt, take those business classes, because if you do get in the trades, you're going to have a skill that you're going to be able to use going down the road that you can kind of, you know, package with, and you'll understand how to how to do spreadsheets. You'll understand how to do a business plan. And, and that's just going to help you be your own business person along the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's if, yeah, exactly. You want to become self-employed those, that knowledge base, uh, maybe you'll have to build on it later, but you'll have started yeah. and it'll be so important. It'll be so useful. It'll help you succeed. No question. Eric, what have we not talked about today, brother? 
See, Eric oh, and boy, Eric showed it up. <laughs> I don't know. I think we covered it. I think we, this is fun. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to, I'm going to hit you up again. Uh, maybe we can come back on Dude, uh, in, we're in, in the future. Lot, man. This is how we do it here. This is how we do it, man. This I is- love it. You know, the podcasting, like for my podcast, I do videos. Like I'm making videos like every day I'm on a job. I'm, you know, I pull my phone out, I clamp it to something and it like, I do a thing like, and then that's going to be a video for my, you know, Instagram or my TikTok or my YouTube. Right. And, but ultimately the, like my make trades great again, the podcast, like I look forward to that every time, every week, because I get to talk to people like you and like actually that are, have similar interests. I love it. And I love yeah. being a, a guest on here. Thank you for having me and talk, you know, you talk me up. Everybody listening, he's just being really nice. He's he's just a super nice guy. But if you do want to check me out, you can find me over on like Instagram or my website, mechanicalhub.com. And like, I appreciate the opportunity, man. This is awesome. Hey, thanks for coming on today, brother. And uh, yes, we are going to do this many times. So this is just the first. Thanks for coming on today. I'm Eric G. And you've been listening to Around the House. Undiscovered. Anyway, I'll be on. Love is a love song, let's be lovers We're all over the radio Take my hand, I know where to go All over the radio with you Hey, it's Eric G. from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand-molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out Millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's Millboard.com.